Hello, and welcome to this week's show, and we're travelling between Hong Kong and Sydney for the Brian Trenchard-Smith-directed film from 1975 that is The Man from Hong Kong. Nobody is safe from The Man from Hong Kong. Listen, there's a Chinese cop in town. He's beginning to annoy me. Yeah, I think he should meet with a slight accident. Jimmy Wong Yu is the man from Hong Kong. A furious arsenal of martial arts. With his sights set on smashing organized crime. Meets West in a head on clash with no holes barred. Golden Harvest, who made Bruce Lee a box office smash, have joined with Australia's action specialists to produce a death defying spectacle that staggers the senses. The man from Hong Kong knows no rules. Everyone he runs across is never quite the same again. This is Australia, mate! Not 55 days at Peking! Hey, don't give me any shit! Provoke him at your peril. I want that lunatic stopped. Nothing stands in his way. For long. Nobody's safe. From the man from Hong Kong. It stars Jimmy Wang Yu, the Taiwanese actor known for his connection with the Shaw Brothers studio films and who rose to fame in 1967 with his starring role in The One-Armed Swordsman, also known as the Asian Steve McQueen. McQueen may have taken offence to this. He plays Fang Sing Ling, an inspector from Hong Kong sent to interrogate Sammo Hung before he goes on trial for drug smuggling. The villain and the movie is none other than the second on-screen James Bond, actor George Lazenby, who shines in this movie as Jack Wilton, drug peddler, arms dealer, dab hand at the unarmed combat. Stunt coordinators are two legends of the Australian film industry, Grant Page and Peter Armstrong, who between them have carved a channel a mile wide, full of extraordinary action sequences over the years on movies like Mad Max, Crocodile Dundee and Mechanic Resurrection. Location-wise, the movie is a travelogue of exotic places of interest. The movie opens with Hong Kong cinema's great Sammo Hung, who has a fight atop Ayers Rock with actor Roger Ward. Sammo is also the film's martial arts choreographer, and he's a force of nature. He's one of the pivotal figures in Hong Kong new wave movement of the 1980s, 
almost reinvented martial arts in cinema alongside his fellow Peking Opera School students Yum Byu and Jackie Chan. I asked the film's director, Brian Trenchard-Smith, to outline the thrill of filming at that location and the first major stunt in the movie, which was the car turnover. I wanted to have the car blow up with the Ayers Rock, or as it is now known, Uluru, obviously do the photographically pleasing thing as having the rock in a perfect formation in the, in the back of frame and the car blowing up in, in the foreground. And we you know, consulted with our stuntman who was also, who, who rolled the car, was also the pyrotechnic guy to blow it up, Ian Jameson. And uh, uh, so based upon what he told us about the explosive charges, um, we moved our camera position back and then foreshortened on the lens to still get the same frame that I was looking for. And the one error that we made, uh, which uh, I think everyone has, has taken care of <laughs> in Australian stunt work ever since, was to uh, wire the, door, the doors to a solid piece of the frame. Uh, so even if you, know, you put a 10-foot cable uh, on the door it can get blown off but it will only go as far as yeah you want it to so that was a lesson learned and uh, you know they, we were we had no tradition of making action movies uh, since well since world war ii there were some american movies that came to australia occasionally and they generally brought their own stunt team uh but uh, you know, the Australian film industry had been virtually killed by, you know, uh, you know, foreign-owned theatres, and who said basically, you know, we'll make them, you'll show them. Um, you know, there were studios, Pinewood Studios in England and 20th Century Fox in America, basically, kind of dictated when an Australian film could play in uh, in death in the theatres they controlled, because. Uh, the uh, you know the, the best playing time always went to um, their movies. George Lazenby was a friend and pupil of Bruce Lee, and his ability in an on-screen fight is remarkable. Remember, his physical prowess pretty much secured him the role of Bond back in the late sixties. But being able to throw a great screen punch is a million miles away from being set on fire. And he did that for real. His back and arms are alight. He's wearing protective gel, which slows down the rate of burning. But he must get through this very physical routine, which includes diving to the floor, getting up, receiving a number of body blows from Jimmy Wang Yu, who he's fighting, and then trying to get his jacket off before he injures himself. In trying to remove the jacket, George wiped off the protective gel from his arm and was feeling the heat for real. Stunt coordinator Grant Page said he'd never seen anybody try and run away from their own left arm before, but it has to be said, this is an extraordinarily gutsy performance by George who really stands apart from every other actor you could mention who's had a background in action cinema. I'm pretty sure you wouldn't catch them agreeing to do this type of fire job. And because the audience can see it's him, they loved it even more. I'm a big advocate for health and safety in the industry, but back then, health and safety were just three words in a sentence. 
just wouldn't be allowed to do this type of gag with an actor for real these days. I'm pretty certain George never wants to do it again, but because you did. Hats off to you, fella. That was amazing. Now let's go back to director Brian Trenchard-Smith, shall we? Find out a bit more about the elusive star of the movie. Jimmy Wang Yu. Initially, he was a utility stuntman at uh, uh, Shaw Studios, and he came up through the ranks and caught the attention of one of their top actresses, who was seven years his senior. And I think they got together, and, uh, and then she helped him get a starring vehicle in which he um, excelled. So he was a number one star before Bruce Lee, and then very briefly came back as a big star uh, after Bruce Lee, I, I, he was well. The, the, the way the Golden Harvest people talked about him, they said he's like the Asian Steve McQueen: a serious look, um, and then a low growl, and then he punches you. <laughs> so, uh, but but Jimmy was a tremendous athlete, and yeah, you know, he, he does you know amazing things in uh, in the Man from Hong Kong, and you know, he climbed to two levels of the up the drain pipe of that building himself without ropes with a cracked rib which he had cracked the day before practicing uh, being up in a hang glider tethered 30 feet off the ground but he had you know uh, as they say a hard landing and uh, he didn't break a rib but he definitely cracked one and the next, that was on his one day off. And then the next day, we were to do the the big climb sequence, uh, where he would, you know, climb to where he felt safe, uh, and no further. Then Grant Page would take over, doubling him, and then I'd put him back on uh, the drain pipe seven floors up, uh, with and have him cabled so that we actually would see him go through the window uh, in in Australia and connect with the martial arts interior, which was a set in Hong Kong. Um, and uh, so if you look very carefully, he, uh, he conceals the hand that has the cable in it till the very last moment. But you, if you look for it, you can, I'm afraid you can see it's just there. These days, of course, they would paint it out digitally, wouldn't they? Yeah, it's very true. They would have. Brian, thank you very much indeed for your time today. Thanks, John. We'll discuss the rest of the amazing action on this film in our YouTube show on Friday. So if you don't already subscribe, get over there now and type in Behind the Stunts, all one word, and subscribe and hit the bell for all new notifications. Until then, it's bye for now. Bye for now.